that's it like for me like you know it's going to be a year now and it has not affected me in any way there's no complications or it's not like my menstrual cycles have changed or anything like that you know my hormones everything is back to normal how much did the process cost you so again uh, there is a range uh, so if you're going just for egg freezing it depends uh, what is the initial like how many eggs you have and what do what would they expect uh, you know uh, like because you need extra hormones if you're starting with very less count they think that egg freezing is only for people who cannot get pregnant or who may have some problems or some other health issues like you know cancer or something that they cannot have it at a later date but i feel that you know it it did not have to have so much of a uh, thing around it uh, you know so much of mystery or so much of a uh, thing that oh my god no or not all can do egg freezing if you can afford it and uh, if it's something that doable you know based on your schedule and all just do it Welcome to Fertility Tales powered by Nova IVF. This is your host Sibrat and today we are delving into a fascinating and empowering topic, egg freezing or oocyte cryopreservation, a process that has seen significant advancements since the first human birth from a frozen egg was reported back in 1986. Joining us today is Vidya, a doctor who has experienced egg freezing firsthand. She is a doctor who has worked in the UK for 12 years and now works in pharmaceuticals. She made the decision to undergo egg freezing and is here to share her experience with us. Uh Vidya it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you Simrat it's a pleasure for me as well I'm really excited to be here as well to share whatever I've been through. Thank you. Uh let's start at the very beginning. Uh when did you decide to consult a fertility specialist to undergo egg freezing? Sure yeah so let me just give you a little background so it all uh, adds up so uh right now uh, it actually happened last year mm-hmm. so i am right now 43 years old just so that's why i was 42 when i did the egg freezing okay. so and also a bit of a personal background is that i was married before and i was divorced so then i'm not ha- i don't have a child before and it was always like you know something that i wanted to do like child was always in the picture but it was like you know typical like oh jab hoga so hoga right. like i didn't really plan it right. so i think when i hit 40 it was like oh my god i hit the big one and then i just kind of you know started thinking about it so i've lived many years in the uk i just moved back to bangalore last year okay. uh, so at that time uh, around that you know after 40 i did do some research in uk itself so i have heard about it because of that and also since i'm a medical doctor myself i you know it it is familiar but it was not something it's something like it's always happening to someone else it's not right. something that you know i am thinking of personally doing so when i thought about it i did enquire but then you know uk or the logistics is different because there were only some places like central london they were doing more whereas where i was staying much outside so okay. those kind of things and also you know uh, the healthcare accessibility was a bit difficult for me at that point so i just uh, thought about it and again it was not, then when i moved to india last year uh, i was uh, talking so dr mahesh who's my consultant in nova ivf doctor he is actually uh, known to us like a family friend so again i come from a family of doctors my mom herself is a gynecologist and we have other gynecologists in the family okay. so yeah we do have awareness but uh, again so um, so i met him and that was it so he was the one at that time i was 42 so he was like why did you wait so long so that was uh, something then immediately we did the scan and then uh, he said yeah so the egg freezing would be an option okay at least you started, yeah. in the initial uh, scans you were able to tell that you wanted to go through egg freezing 
Yes. So again, it was very dramatic. So literally, I did the scan with him and he said, yeah, let's do it. If it's something you want, let's do it ASAP because it's already, uh, you know, age and also in the scan, uh, the count was much less like, you know, the follicle count. And so that's why he said that let's do it ASAP. So I was like, I was just thinking about it. And then I went home and I got my period. He said, you have to come on the second day of the period. And I was like, I've already got my period now. And I called him back. Shall I come tomorrow? He's like, okay, come tomorrow. It was, so meant, to be. It was meant to be, I guess, because I could have waited. He said, yeah, now that you've decided, you might as well do it this cycle. So again, it was all like happened very quickly. So next day, again, I was back to the center. And then I uh, ended up, you know, starting the pro process. Yeah. Was egg freezing always on your mind to... Uh, uh, yeah, again, it, I think it is like, you know, uh, how your personal experiences and, you know, over a period of time, it was, again, I never thought I would have to do it. But then once I heard about it, and then I thought, yeah, why not? Like, it was something that uh, I was ready to explore. And I think, uh, you know, reading about it and also talking to Dr. Mahesh and understanding that it's not as uncommon as we think or it's not. So I think definitely it was... It was something that I, I I wouldn't mind doing. So that was something that I wanted to try. Vidya, can you walk us through the tests that you underwent during your fertility assessment? What were they like? Sure, yeah. So uh, it starts, as I said, on the second day of your uh, period. You'll first go in. Uh, so overall, you'll have like three scans. Mm -hmm. So it is a, a whole thing would be around 12 days. So it starts with your second year period. And then you have the scan where you actually check the follicles, like you know, how, how much you have the count, uh, because all we're doing in this procedure is we're trying to stimulate the ovaries mm -hmm. to produce more eggs at one cycle, whereas normally it is only one active egg that is done, whereas right. this is like multiple. So it is called, so artificially stimulating the ovary. Okay. So it is all done like our body already produces those hormones, but now we are giving it artificially, so increase it. So the amount of hormones that the body gets is more, so it automatically starts producing so, more eggs. Yeah, so the, after the scan, uh, we start with, uh, we do the, uh, the first test would be uh, AMH, mm -hmm. that is like an indicator of your current fertility and how much. So like, uh, for example, the, if the normal range is normally 1.5 to 4, but I had 1.32. So I'm called a low normal. So I'm not yet low, but I was in the no, uh, low normal range. Mm -hmm. And even my scan also showed less. So that's when, and then we go through all the other tests, like, you know, blood tests, like white blood, hemoglobin, just to check, because we are also going to have a procedure at the end, right? So we just do all the blood tests and, uh, uh, you know, like that serological test. But most, the main important things was the scan and the AMH, yeah. So, and AMH is a blood test? Which yeah, it's a blood test. It's yeah, a simple correct. blood test yeah, where you can yeah, check yeah, your uh, egg count. Uh, it is to check how the currently it's kind of a denoter to see how fertile you are so yeah that's how it is a current yeah it's not like the exact egg count but it would give you an idea an indication indication what advice did your fertility specialist give to you after all of these tests yeah so we went through that uh, all the tests and he said yeah it is good because you're still in the low normal because i was below one would consider low mm -hmm. so i was 1.32 so he said yeah sure we better get it started at the same time uh, because of my age and also because uh, the starting point, uh, the follicles were very less without any treatment at the pre-treatment stage. So he said that uh, we will see. It was not like we will definitely do the harvest. So it was like, let us see because, uh, you know, we'll start the stimulation and we'll see how it goes. So 
uh, we have a number of tests as I mean scans. So we see how it stimulates. Yeah. So the initial process, as you asked, it is a scan and the AMH. Yeah. Those are the main ones. What were you going through when all of this was happening to the tests and the scans? What were you thinking? What was your mood like? How were you uh, managing it? Yeah, it was, uh, in my case, I was apprehensive because, you know, the counts were a bit low and the scan was low. So, and also there was a regret. I'm like, why didn't I do this before? Like, you know, why didn't I start before? Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the age, like, I, I felt like I could have just done this before. So I think, uh, yeah, that was it. And then, of course, I was looking, I had to do it. So I went through the everything, like, yeah, the scan and everything. I can imagine now uh, when you're going through that, you have to really be mentally strong also to be able to make that important decision in your life. Correct, correct, definitely. Yeah, it was, it just felt like, you know, I'm just going, I'm just being there. And maybe as uh, as I said before, it just happened so quickly. The previous day I met the doctor and second day I was back in the clinic. It was not like I took time to uh, think. So I just felt, okay, this is meant to be. Let's just do it now rather than uh, better late than never, basically. Yeah, that's how I started. The process of uh, egg stimulation and pickup is quite evolved, involved. Typically spanning, I believe, uh, for two weeks with multiple injections, daily injections and ultrasound. Can you explain how the process was like for you? Yeah, so uh, how it starts is, you know, the day two after the scan and all the tests, once you're good to go, because even like at that time, they even did COVID tests. So just to cover everything, right? So okay. they would do a COVID test, hepatitis, uh, B test. So just to make sure that you're also physically healthy. So uh, so all that is cleared. Then we do the scan. Then we start the injections. Mm -hmm. So injections, um, like I was explaining before, it's all hormones. Like the two main uh, injections are FSH, like follicle stimulating hormone, which is the one that increases, it stimulates mm -hmm. uh, the uh, ovaries and the eggs mm -hmm. yeah uh, so that one so these are all given every day so uh, again uh, so from in my case i had two injections uh, one was this and there's one more similar injection for the hormonal injection and we also had tablets so i had to take the tablets for five days continuously so uh, i mean in the overall thing it was all mostly like consistency like you know the injections had to be taken at the same time every day Okay. So that was something that I had to make sure because I, I am working full time mm -hmm. and uh, it's usually morning time. It's advice. So you ha I had to make sure that I took time and I was going to the clinic. Okay. Luckily, because NOVA had multiple centers in Bangalore, although I did my consultation in a different center, I could go to the nearest center and get, your get my injection. So they uh, transported the injections, mine from this center. So they kept it in storage. Okay. So I would go uh, to the clinic every morning. Uh, and then take the two injections. Uh, so this was continuously. So in between, uh, we two have two injections that you took. Two injections every day, yeah. Okay. And then uh, they changed the injections after the second scan. So they uh, they could uh, add, uh, change the dose and things like that. So we go through that, uh, and then there is another scan, third scan, just before the pickup. Okay. So this is it. So I think uh, the main thing was, you know, it was quite convenient for me because it was near my house. You can take it at home as well. Like they, some people are okay to take the injection at home, the ones that you can. But uh, in my case, I prefer to go to the center. All so right. both options are available. Yeah. And how long is this process for? It is for uh, 12 days. Again, it depends on the scan. So they do a scan on the sixth day. Mm -hmm. So when they check it, then uh, based on how much the growth is, so they measure in the scan, like you know how much your eggs have grown. So the, they measure the size it grows. And then after that, based on that, they take a call. Okay. So it's either, it's between 12th to 14th day, it will stop. And then where you actually do the procedure of the egg pickup, as they say, yeah. Okay. okay. 
So after the injections and then uh, just uh, on the day of the pickup, we call uh, the day of the procedure. So 24 hours before, we are also given an injection that you have to take the night before. Oh. So I, I would have to take it. So again, that is mandatory. If I am not taking it, then uh, you know I'll not be able to go through. So that is one. And also, I need to. Uh, we also have anesthetist consultation because I'll be having under general anesthesia. Oh, yes. okay. So have a complete anesthetist uh, pre-assessment again, you know, to check uh, whether I'm fit for anesthesia. So I do that, and uh, at that time I had gone to the center. So they also took me through what exactly happens on the day of the procedure. Mm -hmm. So I had a you know a walk through with the anesthetist and also the nurses. Uh, after that, uh, so on the day of the procedure, again it was in the uh, morning. So I went. Uh, like a uh, nil oral, they said on previous night, so eight hours fasting, uh, go in and then uh, uh, like we have like a waiting area where we're like made to wait, I mean like beds and then you actually have uh, where you're taken for the pickup procedure. procedure. Okay. So under anesthesia, so once anesthesia is there and it's a very quick procedure, like I was in and out probably 20 minutes and the coming out of the anesthesia was the one that took time whereas the actual procedure uh, was very short. Is it a surgical procedure or is it... Uh... Uh, it is, uh, I mean, uh, they do through ultrasound basically, they, uh, they do have to put uh, uh, forceps to uh, remove, Extract, yeah, yeah, vaginally okay. they put it, yeah, through okay. the vagina. So it, it is very pain, uh, painless, uh, absolutely no pain, even after the procedure I had no complications, no side effects, it was absolutely very straightforward. Okay. So that's what I think, uh, again I wanted to say that it is not at all what we imagine or you know what we think something, it is very straightforward, it is very... Uh, you know, like it just, you just have to basically follow the instructions and be consistent. So and be dedicated. I think somewhere in your mind, yeah. you keep thinking that, uh, you know, you have to be dedicated to this cause because you're doing this for your greater good and your, and your fertility future. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So uh, again, you know, when you're planning it, when you're going, uh, the main thing to keep in mind is just have the little bit of time because the 12 days, uh, you know, you're not, you can't take a, if you stop the injection or anything, then the whole process. So as long as you can make that time, mm -hmm. whatever flexibility, you know, speak at work yeah. or something. But again, you, it's not like you have to take sick leave, stay at home the whole time, 12 days, nothing like that. You just carry on with your work. The only advice I was given is to avoid alcohol and then like, you know, not a hardcore gym, like a lot of impact. Strenuous exercise. Strenuous exercise. Okay. Otherwise, normal walking, day-to-day -day activities, it's all fine. So it was not like a big, uh, you know, change to my lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Did you have any side effects of the injections? What would you, what were you feeling? Because um, th there is significant, they say there are some side effects that a person goes through because these are hormone injections that you're taking. Were there any side effects that you... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think general fatigue was there. So that's why I was anyway taking it a bit easy. Like, you know, normally I go to the gym, so I stopped that. So I was just doing... So I was a little bit uh, fatigued. But otherwise, they did mention that you could have weight gain, bloating, nausea. Mood swings. Mood swings. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't have any of those. So it was fine. It was mostly, I would say, a, a general fatigue. And also, I think, uh, again, you know, Noah, we had some counselling as well. Uh, so that helped because... You know, it's also a little bit of anxiety, right? Because you're like, oh, what will happen? And it's like, uh, definitely, this has changed your routine because you're kind of thinking of injections and then thinking of going to scan and then about the egg pickup. Right. That was the first time I had anesthesia, like, and I've never had a procedure with anesthesia. So there's always all that little bit apprehension. But I think overall, uh, you know, it is quite straightforward, yes. It's wonderful to know how uh, dedicated you were to the cause and also how easily you were able to manage this. I'm not going to say easy. I will not discount that fact. But I'm sure you were very, uh, your psychological 
uh, bent of mind was also positive to go through this. Yes, yes, yeah. I think you know when you're in that environment and when you're surrounded by people who are, you know, I had the confidence when I spoke to Dr. Mahesh that you know he has done many procedures like this, and you know you you feel at ease, and also the whole setup they were very uh, understanding and considerate. So, uh, in fact, the day of my procedure was Diwali, oh. so, uh, and then the entire team was working, and I was feeling bad for them when they know that morning six o'clock they're all there because uh, you know it was Diwali but they're like it doesn't stop because eggs don't stop for Diwali so we were <laughs> all like just there like a normal day so we even my mom was there with me so we went and did the procedure and yeah after a couple of hours I just gave them some sweets extra for Diwali <laughs> that was it but they're very nice like you know so again it's all like it's all part it just goes so very well in the all right. how many cycles of this process did you undergo and were you given any guidance on how many uh, eggs should be frozen and how many should be picked up like uh, yes so uh, i normally the recommendation is one to three cycles in my case i've done two okay. so i did last year uh, end of last year and beginning of this year so i've done two so uh, for now we have left it just to see how it goes because you know i i, I am hoping to you know have the uh, child again um, through with this egg so I've just left it but usually up to three cycles you can do. Let's talk about the financial aspect I think a very important aspect where people have to make this decision also. How much did the process cost you? So again uh, there is a range uh, so if you're going just for egg freezing it depends uh, what is the initial like how many eggs you have and what was what would they expect uh, you know uh, like because you need extra hormones if you're starting with very less count. Mm. So and also so for in my case I think it was a little bit uh, because of my count was much less I had to pay a little bit more so I would say the range would be maybe starting from one and a half lakhs to maximum of two okay so it could be a range but again you know there is a lot of factors uh, that uh, determine what exactly you're paying for also if you're doing some extra tests and everything but uh, again you, if you're walking to a good center uh, like uh, you know YVF you have a financial assessment before you even start the procedure you see the doctor and then you are directly go you have a separate mm. person a financial uh, expert for that so you go through everything so it's your choice basically you know they're able to afford it and uh, so you you are also told like a package like you know what is included what is excluded okay. so for example in this uh, if you say the egg freezing uh, package so you would uh, you'll do everything in, uh, up to the day of the procedure and up to nine months you can freeze the eggs uh, you know it's all part of the package that you pay okay and then additionally, if you want to continue, then again, there is like a renewal. Like for example, I've renewed it for three years. Like it was like something like that. They give you options. So you have your eggs uh, frozen for three years. That's right. Yeah, so no, so, yes, yeah. so it's, uh, yeah, it is kind of uh, decided. Like, you know, you, you can talk to the expert or financial person and then they'll give you options. Okay. So again, I think the cost would be, it is a factor that, you know, you need to do, but it's also about priorities because, mm -hmm. you know, you can just say, okay, instead of buying that gold necklace or that investing in gold, you can invest in yourself. So it's, yeah, for sure. Uh, this yeah, is also exactly. So yourself. I think you can just take it like that. And again, don't let that put you off that, oh, I'm sure they would have some options of, you know, spreading it out or something like that. You can think about it rather than let that not put you off because... It is not uh, something, you know, that should stop you. That's what I would uh, say. What would be the renewal cost uh, of keeping the eggs frozen? Like, is there a basic amount that you have to pay? 
Yeah, I think again it is uh, depends on how many eggs you already have because it's usually it is like three uh, in one uh, cryotope they call it in one set. So then if you have multiple eggs, then the cost will be more. So okay. uh, approximately maybe uh, fifty thousand to sixty thousand for a longer period, like three years. Okay. What made you choose Nova IVF for your egg freezing journey? So a couple of things. So firstly, uh, because I knew Dr. Mahesh through a family, you know, like a friend. So I had uh, I'd wanted to get his consultation and I knew he was working no IVF. Mm. So I went in. But again, as a center, I did, you know, my usual online uh, research, Google reviews or some videos. And I knew that they were well established. They're having a lot of centers. And even in Bangalore, they were having centers which were accessible to me as well. So there are quite a few centers in Bangalore. Mm. And also the doctors, you know, there were a lot of videos. So I felt uh, convinced and I felt confident that, uh, you know, having a center exclusively for this and um, so much of research done, I felt confident to try no IVF. And then I went, spoke to Dr. Mahesh. Again, the clinic was well-kept, well-maintained. You know, you feel good like yeah, when you go sure. to a good uh, center. And also, he, he, I mean, even his room, it's filled with baby photos with people holding. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> there is definitely no lots happening. So it was very nice. And the entire experience, even the, you know, front office staff and everybody were very friendly and helpful. So it was a, it was a good experience. Same, uh, even the nurses you have, uh, you know, and our psychology counselors. So it, it is good. And because I went Very positive, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a good experience, I would say, yeah. That's great. After you uh, underwent egg freezing, and uh, I'm sure there were a lot of questions from your girlfriends, from your friends about the process, etc. Um, how did their perception change, and what were you able to talk to them about in this for this process? Yeah, definitely because you know I've got a very close network of friends, and you know of all age groups like a lot of girlfriends were much younger to me and also they were all like really uh, encouraged and they felt very excited for me they were happy for me that I took the decision because they know how much you know I love kids and also uh, I mean even a couple of friends in UK mm -hmm. who are like mid-30s now and they were like oh give us more ideas or tell us how it is because even I'm surprised I know a lot of people either don't think about it or they don't have the information that they need so I did help I have given the information to a few of my friends and also it has become a topic of conversation and yeah I think it's we're normalizing it rather than thinking of it that you know yeah. it's something that happens only to celebrities or some other people like you know, not us so, but it's definitely getting normalized now through uh, you know whatever conversations I'm having including my family and everybody has perception that I'm sorry to cut you off but is there any perception you have to change and talk to a person and explain to them that hey this is normal yeah I mean that is that's what I'm trying to do because you know like most people they think that egg freezing is only for people who cannot get pregnant or who may have some problems or some other health issues like you know cancer or something that they cannot have it at a related date but I feel that, you know, it, it did not have to have so much of uh, a thing around it, uh, you know, so much of mystery or so much of a thing that, oh my God, no, or not all can do egg freezing. If you can afford it and uh, if it's something that doable, you know, based on your schedule and all, just do it. And also, as we said, at least get, you know, have a think about it, have an assessment because it is definitely... And you know, uh, the earlier you are, the younger you are, it is uh, the egg quality is better, you have more options, the you know, number of eggs per cycle that is stimulated is more. Mm -hmm. So which means always in case uh, you're trying for IVF later, 
it is uh, easier to uh, you know you have more than obviously the options are more right. so th all that i think it's just uh, nicer to keep it in mind and you know uh, just realize that there are you know there are options and not think of it as a you know uh, either or if i do this i can't do this nothing like that you just do it as a thing and that's it like for me like you know it's going to be a year now and it has not affected me in any way there's no complications or it's not like my menstrual cycles have changed or anything like that you know my hormones everything is back to normal mm -hmm. and uh, i remember even dr mahesh saying that if you do it also the only thing you'll probably you know it's not like any side effect it's only the maybe your money like you know mm -hmm. if you will maybe later you decide you're not going to have a baby or something but maybe the money but other than that your health is not getting affected it's not any long term complications so why not i would say that right. yeah why not finally vidya what would your advice be to women who are considering uh, freezing their eggs uh, for a better fertility future and what would you like to tell them is there a age that they this process could you know start with or what would you like to tell them i think i'll just tell them just do it <laughs> that's it like you know literally like i don't know why people think so much about it i don't know why there's so much of taboo around it like you know it is something that it is i think we really need to you know understand what is going on and uh, you know the lifestyle has changed our priorities have changed but our body has not changed it's still in the place where you know uh, age matters uh, and then like you know fertility there is a age related factor which nobody can control like you know so i think that awareness should be there that there are some things in nature it is a very natural process right, right? like uh, i mean just to give you some figures like your born a, a female is born and with 10 lakh eggs okay 10 lakh to up to it can go up to 20 lakh eggs mm -hmm. so you think like and to get pregnant you literally need one egg mm -hmm. so imagine the ratio but then by the time you reach puberty say 13 14 when you get your puberty you actually are left with 300000 that is 3 lakh eggs mm -hmm. so it just because there's so much of natural process there's no reason like you know the eggs the only the good quality so basically it's survival so those are left and then per cycle like you know once you start your monthly cycles per cycle although one egg is the mature egg you can lose up to 1000 eggs so uh, for oh, example mm. you know do the math like i got it when i was 13 and then now i'm 43 so in the 30 years i've literally lost all my eggs 300000 so you know it is uh, possible like you know so that's why the numbers when you see the numbers and you understand that and uh, people like you know before it was a very natural process like i remember somebody was saying that in india it's never like if i get married it is like when i get when married I mean, because yeah. you know everybody goes through it and it yeah. is like it's such a part of you know and our previous generation they would just get married and have a child it was just part of the mm -hmm. you know lifestyle whereas now things have changed you have other priorities people want to travel they want to be financially independent before they settle down and i think egg freezing also gives you so much agency to have that control over your own fertility to preserve and have that choice later where you would want to have a child and you can explore options exactly yeah so it's like it kind of uh, you know takes the onus of the big a uh, decision right like rather than thinking that at 25 at 30 you may not know whether you want have a child or not and you don't know how you will feel at 40 you know you never know it right. will change but at least you have this option I think you know you probably are familiar even the Jennifer Aniston interview yeah. she had said that you know like there are I wish somebody had told her imagine a celebrity in Hollywood not in knowing about this yeah. you know so there's so much I wish uh, another thing you know when when Noah uh, want when I wanted to do this podcast that was one of the reason I just wanted people to know like you know there is so many options and 
no need to have that taboo or you know thing that oh my god it is something or again like you know it is something that will not happen to me you cannot predict the future you don't know what's going to happen so just think about it at least i'm not saying that tomorrow you should do it but at least think about it have a chat with a fertility uh, clinic there are so many options so just that is my first advice i would say at least think about it as or maybe give yourself a time you know they say maximum up to 35 would be good but you can start anytime just uh, yeah at least yeah. get a fertility assessment done to see where you stand so that you can make a informed choice exactly That's yeah great That's yeah great just advice. think about it at least like you know rather than uh, just shut all the doors and say okay when i get married when i do this it's okay like you know you don't have to i mean in my personal experience also the same like when i reached 40 uh, like i said like you know it felt like oh my god first i have to find the partner then i have to try and say the the pressure felt too much but then when i kept the two separate okay i've frozen my eggs so that's giving me some more uh time and also some more like you know peace of mind that yeah. this can happen uh, when it happens so i think that really takes the pressure off and i'm seeing so many people now it's no more uncommon for people in their mid 30s late 30s to be single or not yet yeah. thinking of a child so why wait like you know just think of this and i think again you know like in india we have that mentality that you know karma destiny things will happen and you know yeah so it's like you know you feel like it will happen on its own it's not like that like it will also happen but it's okay to be having a choice and you know to take be in charge like how you are in charge of everything else you charge of your finances you charge of your career so why not this yeah sounds wonderful i'm sure so many women out there and uh, couples out there also can make a informed decision and their life choices and they can plan their life with this definitely like If, you know, I've lived in UK for twelve years, and I can tell you that in UK it's not this accessible. Mm-hmm. And then in India now, there are so many centers are there, so much information is there. So why wait? Like you know, it's not like okay, maybe the cost is a factor, but again, that it is it's something that can be worked on or whatever the priorities. If the family is a barrier, then you can make them understand. So there are so many things like you know, and if you believe it, just go for. All I'm saying is just open your mind a little bit. Just think about it. Like it's not that. No, tomorrow it will happen to you, or it has to happen to you. But at least have that uh, conversation or have that thought. Yeah. Thank you so much, Vidya. Your uh, this conversation has been so enlightening and also so fascinating. At the same time, uh, it's going to help so many people make this choice and also at least open this world to information. And also, thank you for sharing your personal journey with us and uh, letting the world know that this is something that they could also consider. Thank you so Definitely. much. Definitely, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure, and I wish everybody in this journey all the best. And uh, you're not alone. There's plenty of support out there. There are, uh, you know, there's online information. There are doctors. So I think just stay Awareness calm. But, yeah, that's yeah. it. Just go with it. Yeah, definitely. Just do it. That's it. Thank you, Vidya, for sharing your insights and experience. It's incredibly valuable for anyone considering egg freezing as an option for their fertility journey. To our listeners, thank you for joining us for this enlightening conversation on fertility tales powered by Nova IVF. Stay tuned for more episodes where we continue to explore and demystify the world of fertility treatments. As we wrap up today's insightful episode on egg freezing, it's important to understand who might benefit from this remarkable technology. Oocyte cryopreservation or egg freezing isn't just a choice. For many, it's a necessary step in preserving fertility. Women undergoing cancer treatment such as chemotherapy or pelvic radiation which can significantly impact fertility often consider egg freezing. 
it's also a vital option for those facing surgeries that might damage their ovaries. Moreover, women at the risk of premature ovarian failure due to chromosomal issues or those with a family history of early menopause may also find security in egg freezing. This option extends to individuals with ovarian diseases who might have to get their ovaries removed or those with genetic mutations. And let's not forget about fertility preservation for social or personal reasons. Many choose to delay childbearing due to various life circumstances or career plans. Egg freezing offers them the empowerment to make choices about their reproductive future on their own terms. Whatever the reason may be, egg freezing stands as a testament to the incredible advancements in reproductive technology and offers hope and options to those facing diverse fertility challenges. To our listeners, if you find yourself or know someone in any of these situations, remember you are not alone. Advances in fertility treatments like egg freezing provide a path to parenthood that fits your unique life story. Thank you for joining us on Fertility Tales powered by Nova IVF. This is your host Simrat. Stay tuned for more episodes where we continue to explore the fascinating world of fertility treatments and share empowering stories. Take care and see you in the next episode. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Thank you.